Hello. Welcome back to therapy. I mean, <laughs> to our podcast. That's right. I am Julie. And I'm Lisa. And we are Two, two Sober Chicks. chicks. So happy you're listening with us today. And uh, Eddie's with us as well. A little mascot with no nuts, <laughs> turns out. It's, we're not talking about a human, by the way. Yeah. He's just laying there in all his glory. In all his man glory. Yes. Minus a few parts. Yeah. I wonder what they do with them. Like, do they just incinerate them? <laughs> <laughs> or give them to some weird restaurant yeah. for people that have, like, fetish? I don't know. That's Every gross. bitter woman's dream about. right there. Incinerate them. <laughs> uh, Where do you come up with this stuff? I That's don't know. Hilarious. It's this mind in my head. I know. Okay, I'm reaching in our topic jar. All right. This looks like a long one. Oh, that you did one. I think this is the first one we've ever picked out of the jar that's you. <laughs> How using one, two, three in my everyday life. Oh, okay, great. This is a good, this is for me, this hmm. is like, this is so good. Okay, um, do tell. It's funny, I just heard a speaker last night and I said one of the things I connected with most in his talk was the fact that he was talking about living life on life's terms and that's the greatest gift for him that this program of sobriety and sober living and the 12 steps mm -hmm. has given him. Um, because his only way of coping before was drugs and alcohol. And through the 12 steps, Alcoholics Anonymous, through recovery, he was also in treatment. He was in a, uh, a treatment facility. And um, he said, thank you. I don't know why my computer keeps doing that and I don't know how to shut it off. So there's a it's little- It's the devil. Bing. He's trying to interfere with our healing. <laughs> yes. Um, and my train of thought. So anyway, so, and what he talked about most, I felt was living life on life's terms and, uh, one, two, three definitely does that for me. So, um, I'll often one, two, three, a problem or one, two, three, a situation. Um, so step one, not just am I powerless over alcohol. So therefore I don't put alcohol in my body anymore because I can't control it. And I don't know what the outcome's going to be. Mm -hmm. That was one of the lessons I learned in the program. Um, I learn all the time how powerless I am over people, places, and things. I'm not responsible for what other people think of me. I'm not responsible for the way other people behave, how mm, they act. It's a big one for me. Um, the things they say. I, I work in a job where people say horrendous, horrible things to me every day. And it has taken me about three years to finally figure out, I think, for today, um, how to deal with that. And I've tried many, many different things. And, um, you know, radical acceptance. That's what I'm practicing today. Amazing. I am accepting people for who they are. Flawed human beings who, um, you know, act to, uh, react to my position negatively. And it has nothing to do with who I am as a, as a person, as a spiritual being. Um, it's yeah. just about what I'm wearing and what they perceive my position to be about. Yep. So it has everything to do with them and their preconceived notions and maybe what has happened in their life that has led them to this point where they are judging someone without thinking. Yeah. And, um, and I just have to remember that. So I use that, that step all the time. And then, um, you know, and letting go and letting God, the other two, like giving things over to a higher power. That took me a long time to figure that out and get to that point. Um, I thought I had to know what this higher power was. Mm -hmm. And so that fucked me up for a lot of years because I couldn't come to a decision on what it was. 
And then my sponsor said something which I thought was amazing, and he said, well, somebody else said it to me somewhere along the line. It's that old AA wisdom that just kind of trickles down. Yeah, you don't know where you heard it, but you hear it. <laughs> you heard it somewhere. At least one, one time. Yeah, and I love that he doesn't take credit for things like that, um, which shows me that he is humble. Um, and he said something along the line. I always screw it up. I never say it exactly right, so maybe you've heard it before. If God was um, small enough for us to understand, God wouldn't be big enough to handle you know to do all of this or something like that yeah i'm i came up with that one (laughs) (laughs) actually i remember (laughs) i came up with that i have actually never heard that before and i love it and i think it makes so much sense because so much of our program is spiritual in nature Mm -hmm. how can you put words we try as best we can and we can put the steps in words but what happens as a result of practicing the steps is something i personally cannot explain and if i could explain god and know god then he wouldn't be god that's it yeah something like that one two three it man i bestie one time said to me step one two three is i can't he can let him oh amen sister that's a bestie sharon nugget and i'm sure she would say the same thing i didn't come up with it but that's the first place i heard it okay say it again i can't step one he can step two let him step three right or however you say it her however you do it I happen, God to me is a he. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I can't, he can let him. So good. Yeah. Every day we have to do this or else we'll just wrangle it and take it back. See, and even something like that years ago would have pissed me off and held me back from the joyous gifts of of recovery. You saying the word he and him. Mm. Because I would have seen that as you forcing your religion upon me. Mm. But you aren't. You're speaking your truth and what works for you. And I don't need to get up in arms about it or dissect it or argue with you or debate it. That is your understanding of a higher power. Yeah. And that is a gift of this program. And you know, it really irritates me when people say, oh, but it is a religious program. Because it's not. And right there is the essence, I think, of the big book in Alcoholics Anonymous where it says, um, a God of your understanding a higher power of your understanding, right? Of your choosing. Yeah. So. And you know what? We're going to get offended. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. It's okay. As Georgia at last year's ORC said at the at this banquet dinner, she's like, if that offends you, what I've said, that's okay. It's okay. And as my pastor said, offense is an event. Offended is a decision. I have learned in that Al-Anon slogan that I love so much, how important is it or is it really that important or Mm -hmm. however it's worded, I sometimes look at stuff and go, really, am I going to be offended about this? Is this going to be my cross today? Like, (laughs) let's just let it go. Let's stop Mm -hmm. being so ego-driven and so self-important. Yeah. And then it's easier. And another good um, reminder for me, and I know we're not perfect. We're not perfectly spiritual all the time. I'm going to have moments where I'm like, I just want to kill you right now. You are a fucking asshole. And that's okay because I'm human. And yes. I'm going to have emotions. But it's what I do with those emotions. Yes. That's important. Do I run and get a knife? No. I'd like to. <laughs> do I punch somebody out? No. I'd like to. Exactly. <laughs> I oh, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, I feel like, for me at least, I misunderstood anger in our program. And I kept fe- feeling like people were telling me it's not okay to be angry. It's not okay to be angry. 
and I don't know if anybody else identifies that, but for me, it's okay to be angry, especially as a woman, to tune into my anger. Mm -hmm. It's not okay to go into rage. It's not okay to have, like, revenge fantasies. Mm -hmm. It's not okay to be kept awake at night because I'm just boiling over about what someone did. Anger's okay. Like you just said, it's what I do with it following the anger that's going to matter, and that's going to keep me either in a sober headspace or a relapse headspace. It's like being angry about being in a situation that you're in. It's okay to feel that anger. You're feeling that anger probably because change needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And so then what do you do with that? Do you stay and stay stuck and stay angry at that person? Or are you angry at yourself? Or do you finally use that anger as a catalyst for change and make a difference? Mm -hmm. Do something different. You know, we've learned that we can't control other people. Maybe you need to make a different decision in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that? another thing I wanted to say about anger? I can't remember what it was. Oh, road rage. Oh, um, man, have I come oof. a long way. Yes. To I was just going to say that. Because I'm an idiot. Yeah. To like going, I don't know what happened. That person could have just lost their parent. They could have a screaming two-year-old in the back. They could have like just had surgery. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. And Seeing I think as a human being, hey, maybe yeah. that's a human being who doesn't have a personal vendetta against me. Oh, okay. (laughs) Changes everything. They're just having a bad day. You know, how many times did I leave the house um, with no time to spare? And then I am crazy on the Mm. road. So one of the ways I'm different today is I always try to leave early. Even if it's only five minutes early. Um, I try for 15, but sometimes it's only five. That's okay. It's different. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm eliminating one of those excuses. You know, and then my behavior is better. I'm a much better driver today because I am more calm, I'm more rational, and I don't let people enrage me. I don't let them, you know, take that power from me. And yeah. I used to all the time. Well, it's your seatbelt prayer. That's right. God bless the seatbelt prayer. Yeah, yeah, I really struggled with a lot of rage. Didn't we talk about this on a podcast? We one did, day? and you talked about your seatbelt yeah. prayer. Yeah. So I, and and it's funny, I don't really have to say that anymore Hmm. because I just, I behave differently. And now if it starts to come up, I think, okay, yeah, that guy rolled through the stop sign, but didn't you just do that 10 minutes ago? Yeah. I mean, I still say a hundred times a day, fucking idiot. Like I still do it. The thing is, I'm not trying to um, punish them (laughs) in any way, shape or form. I'm not doing anything aggressive that would incite some sort of physical altercation or car accident and I'm not wishing horrible things to rain down on them and their families anymore (laughs) (laughs) which you did (laughs) which I used to yep oh yeah I used to have those fantasies too dog poop and lighting them on fire and no more rolling down the window and giving the finger or like purposely looking at them as if my look who cares how it's I gonna look make at them wither and die like, their oh, genitalia oh, is falling my god off. look at that woman just look at me like that i'm never gonna do that again when i'm on the road like it's so <laughs> we're so self-important that ego man it just thinks i'm like a giant amongst people with right. like supernatural powers and importance <laughs> i remember one time i gave the guy the finger on the 401 and he chased me down for like five minutes and tried to force me off the road. Wow. Because I gave him the finger. Yeah. I was like, wow, you never know. You never know what could happen. Just a casual flip of the finger thing. Oh, fuck you, you asshole. Yeah, okay. I moved out of the way because he was tailgating me. And as he went by, I gave him the finger. Well, then he slammed on his brakes. He rolled down his window. He started screaming at me. He started driving his car towards mine to try to force me off the road. Yeah. Um, and that was a good lesson for me too. It's like, wow. 
Yeah. You do not know. When you're acting crazy, you could be acting crazy towards someone who is a thousand times crazy. Well, that's crazy. the thing. And tracing it back to, gee, what's the hinge moment that could have prevented all this? <laughs> oh, me? Yeah. Responding like a dick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Always me. I'm always the one that changes the trajectory. Step I one. I mean, it's very rare that something happens to me out of the blue for no reason. What are we in control of? We are in control of our own choices and our own actions, right? Mm-hmm. Now that we have a program, yes, because I believe a lot of us, when we're in the height of our addiction, choice and responsibility <laughs> is a very fine line. Which is why, you know, usually your sponsor says to you, don't ask, just do. Mm. That's my sponsor said that to yeah. me. Why do I have to make coffee? Don't ask, just do it. Show me you can do it. Show me you can follow a suggestion. It's a simple one. Can you handle that? Yes. I don't want to be humble. <laughs> so that's that's my uh, part of living the steps. And it's drastically changed my life for the mm-hmm. better. So I am very grateful. Yeah. If you right. do nothing else, at least do one, two, three. One, two, three. Say it again in Sharon form. I can't. He can. Let him. Let him. Let go and let God. So good. That is a constant theme for us. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <sighs> A been, sigh of satisfaction yeah, and fulfillment. It, it's been great tea today. <laughs> Thanks for having tea with me. Tea with us. <laughs> I appreciate you. Hmm. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Eddie's enjoyed his cuddle time with you on the couch. Yep. And uh, we hope day. you'll keep tuning in and send us some suggestions, your suggestions, and we'll throw them into the topic jar and we'll see what comes out on our next podcast. You've been listening to Two Sober Chicks. I'm Lisa. I am Julie. Sayonara, bitches. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Okay, good. (laughs)